Hi, this is Lauren from Discovery Church. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's podcast. We hope that you find value and that is very impactful to your life today. Have a great one. We've been in a series called By Faith, and uh, I, don't want, I don't want to take too much time this morning, but I do want to take some time because I, I believe that as we close off our By Faith series, um, living for legacy, not just building a dynasty, uh, I believe that what, we, what we'll learn today will actually have some significant impact as we take steps of faith this morning. And uh, you turn the music on like, I, you, you keep it on the whole time? Sure. Um, but throughout this series, throughout this series, we've been looking at Hebrews 11 and seeing how it, the people recorded in Hebrews 11 actually is that are there because they build legacy. And we've looked at Moses and Abraham. And last, last week, Pastor Brent um, shared so powerfully, came all the way from BC just to tell us about how, how, we, how we can build legacy God's way in our family, in our finance, in our faith. And today, I just want to take a couple minutes and look at one of my favorite characters. Uh, characters, that's not the right word. Um, Pastor Sean Lee called me out a couple weeks ago. Character sounds like it's false. Um, one of my favorite Bible figures found in Hebrews. And uh, we, we read about her first in Joshua. And it's a lady by the name of Rahab. And this is how it reads in Hebrews eleven thirty one. It says, it was by faith that Rahab, the prostitute, was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God. For she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Now, you may know the story, or you may not. Let me, let, me, let me catch us all up to speed here for a moment. The Israelites were called out of slavery, were led out of slavery of Egypt, and they journeyed through the wilderness for 40 years. And as they journeyed through the wilderness, they came against Red Seas, and they came in battles of the Amalekites, and then they came up against Jericho. And if you know anything about Jericho, Jericho had these really big enforced walls, so big that they were one of the most powerful cities in the world. And God said, go and take over Jericho. And if you journey through the wilderness with the Israelites, you would have seen that often they sent out spies. And the same thing they did when they were about to take over Jericho, they sent spies into Jericho. But the walls were big. It's not like they could just walk in. There were gates. So they had to find an alternative way into this city enters Rahab. Rahab actually lived in the walls of Jericho. Now, as I was reading and and looking at different concordances and and studying about this, there was a reason that she lived in the walls of Jericho. Often, apparently, this is where prostitutes would have their homes. Why? Because it was easy in and out for travelers. Travelers. And I never, I never recognized this before, but uh, when, the, when the spies, when Rahab hid the spies, I was thinking like, I, I was thinking like when they got knocked on the door, like the spies would go and hide under blankets or in the corner. And, and maybe they did that, but God used a prostitute to hide his spies because it was very likely the spies would have been mistaken for her customers. Rahab could have been killed 
for harboring their Israelites. But she took the risk, and in the end, she was rewarded for her faith. And her reward was that her life and her family was spared. Fascinating story, and I'd encourage you to go home and read it if you haven't read it. And if you don't have a Bible, come and see me after. I'll get you a Bible, and, and I'll show you where to read it. But here's, here's three lessons, three quick lessons that we can learn from the life of Rahab that impacts your legacy. First is this, is that your past don't disqualify you from being used by God. Your past does not disqualify you from being used by God. Rahab had a past. Depending on what translation you use, she's described as a prostitute or a harlot. But Rahab became a part of the lineage of Jesus. What a demonstration of God's grace. His willingness to use people no matter what. And I hope that, I hope that puts some fire under your butt and some, some hope in your life because, because Romans 5.20 says, where sin increased, grace increased all the more. That's not just for today. That was happening back in Rahab's time. See, often in life, don't we, don't we get focused on our past? Don't we fo- get focused on the things that we've, we've did? And it might not even be years ago. It might have been just days ago. We often get fixated on our past. And honestly, that's one of Satan's common tricks, is that he would, he would have us believing that what, hap- what has happened in our past actually holds us back, and, and, and we we're too messed up to be used by God. Have you ever thought, ever been there? Maybe you're there right now. God, I can't because, well, I'm divorced. Or God, I can't because, well, I, I, I went through bankruptcy. Or God, I can't because I'm, I'm a recovering addict. Or God, I I'm, I'm just really messed up. Like, what I did in the past, like, I, I can't get over that. I love what Paul said in Philippians 3.13. He says, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. If we want a lasting legacy, if we want to build a legacy, not just corporately, not just as a church, but individually, we have to not allow Satan to steal our future by having us focus on our past. Rahab, she could have been controlled by her past. And this is is what's crazy to me. Her past wasn't even that far removed. Her past wasn't that far removed. See, sometimes we feel like we got to clean up before we move forward. Sometimes we got to feel like we got to clean up before we surrender our lives to Christ. Sometimes we got, well, we got to get my life figured out. I got to get this in order before I can actually go and be a part of a church or serve on the dream team. Or The Bible didn't say Rahab, who once was a prostitute, The reason, Joshua, that the spies went into the house of a prostitute named Rahab. 
Some people are here today, and yesterday, you messed up bad. And it seems like it's not your past. It seems like it's your present. Can I, can I say that, that, like, yesterday is your past. Don't allow yesterday to hold us back from our future. God can come in the middle of your mess right now and begin to change your life. Your past don't disqualify you from being used by God. Second one is this. Faith-filled actions today lead to future miracles. Faith-filled actions today lead to future miracles. Rahab had to make a faith step to allow the spies to access Jericho. It was risky. I'm sure it was hard. Probably kept her from sleeping. Can I tell you something? Often steps of faith will do the same. Steps of faith are hard. Steps of faith might steal some of your sleep because it'll have you depending on God a little bit more and praying. Now, I think it'd bring you peace. Steps of faith bring peace. but you might lose some sleep. But when you make those steps of faith, your loss of sleep is not spent in worry, it's spent in prayer and spent in surrender to Jesus. God, I took a step of faith, now it's up to you to show up. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about building that faith muscle. Think about it. All that Rahab knew was the ways of Jericho, that culture. That's all she knew. And she hears about the Israelites and their God. They don't know, she doesn't know anything about them other than something inside of her says, you got to trust that God. You got to believe in that God. You got to have faith in that God. And her faith-filled actions leads to a miracle of her life and her family's lives being saved. But she had to take that step of faith before the miracle. And I'm proud of so many people that took steps of faith. So many people filled out a card a few weeks ago, and we're going to have another opportunity to do something similar today. You took a step of faith. On these cards, there are many miracles that are yet to happen, that are written. Many of you wrote down stuff on here as miracles and believing. So many of you over the last two months have started your faith journey in tithing and surrendering. Some of you have started your faith journey in actually be making your very first uh, tithing amount to go to this project. So many of you have walked through a freedom group. That's a step of faith in believing there's a miracle. Your faith-filled actions today will lead to future miracles. Not may, will. That is a promise. Not a Lord promise, that is a God promise. Now, we have to be careful 
that we don't put a box on the miracle. That we miss the miracle because we're wanting it a certain way. But by steps of faith today, church, we believe that it will lead to tomorrow's miracles. And that's why we, we often want to share stories like this same amount was returned back. We want to share these stories because often we, we pray for the miracles and then we, once they happen, we just move on and we forget to communicate them or share about them. But we as a church, we want to tell you about the miracles that God are doing in other people's lives because today's problems become tomorrow's miracles. Our faith actions today will lead to miracles in our future. And I hope, I hope the greatest miracle that we can all be a part of is seeing our friends and our family come to know Jesus. Maybe your faith-filled invite to church. And some of you have never invited a friend to church before because it's tough, it's hard. You're like, ah, what's going to happen? They might be weird. Well, everybody's weird. <laughs> but, if, but if, just get the, if church and Jesus could change your life, do you think it could change somebody else's? your faith-filled invite to church or to a small group or to Alpha in February. I hope that we, you start thinking about who you're going to invite to Alpha in February because the miracle is waiting in that room. It's up to us to make faith-filled steps for miracles to take place. The third lesson from the life of Rahab is this. Individual choice impacts future generations. Rahab is mentioned in the lineage of Jesus. A prostitute, someone with a past, someone that so many people canceled out, God decided, I'm going to put that lady in the lineage of Jesus. Of Jesus, our Savior, the one who came to restore us as sons and daughters. There's a prostitute. There's someone who messed up. There's someone who, who culture just canceled. There's someone who their culture actually said, hey, we got no room for you in the city, but let's find you a spot in the wall of our city. Her choice to help the Israelites led to her being a part of Jesus' lineage. That's legacy. The choice that she made that day she didn't know. She was dead before Jesus. She didn't know the impact of that choice. The choices we make today can impact future generations. The choices that we made to give financially to a project in Honduras will impact future generations. 
being connected to a church, you, you waking up and showing up today, parents, teens, grandparents, individuals, you showing up today and walking in these doors is a choice that you're making today that will impact your legacy. Living generously will impact your legacy. Making Jesus your focus will impact your legacy. Decisions that we get to make today. Some of these are are hard because for many of you in the room, these decisions, these daily decisions weren't made for you. So you're in a journey where you're starting to make them for yourself and you're like, my mom or dad never taught me what it was like to live generously. My mom or dad never taught me what it was like to be connected to a church. My mom and dad never taught me what it was like to be in a healthy relationship. So here you are doing all the hard work, but can I, can I give you some hope that guess what? Your kids won't have to do as hard of work as what you're doing. And that's worth it. We get the choice today to set in motion for future generations. And that's what legacy is about. God placed the lineage of Jesus in the choice of Rahab. Think about that for a moment. And I've said that a few times. God placed the lineage of Jesus in the choice of Rahab. And up to this point, Rahab had made many bad choices. But God still gave her the opportunity to make the right choice. God still gave her the opportunity to make the good choice, to make the better choice, and trust her. And guess what? He does the same for us. He does the same for you. I don't know what choices you've made. I don't know what yesterday looked like. Some of you might not be old enough to feel like you've even made bad choices. But God just says, I have another choice for you to make. It's up to you. It's up to us. Do we make that step? Do we make a choice today that puts in motion legacy? Are we going to make choices today that are going to impact future generations? For some of us, that means doing some hard work. It's worth it. Your future kids will thank you. And you're like, I'm not, I'm not going to have kids. Guess what? We got kids in Honduras. <laughs> if you've given to a heart for the house this year, you get to make a difference in Honduras. So this is how I really felt to end our time together. Two things. I want us to make some faith steps this morning. One is, I, I, I know speaking about past, 
often brings up some emotion because past always wants to seem to make its way into our future. And even though it's years ago or maybe even yesterday, it's hard for us to forget about it and we probably never will forget about it. But God doesn't want us to get stuck there. Some of you have already done this, but I want to give another opportunity to anybody that was here that wasn't able to. The front you'll find by faith cards with a Sharpie and also in the back on two different tables. And maybe there's something in your past that you're having a really hard time getting over. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe that's, there's a failure in your past. Maybe there's been setbacks or maybe there's, a, there's a, a belief in your mind that keeps going over and over and over that you're, that you're ugly or that you're worthless or that you're, that you're not worth, that, it's, that the world is a better place without you. Whatever that lie is, could we, could we take a, st- a faith-filled step this morning and write on that card, by faith, I believe God will help me overcome and write out what that addiction is, what that failure is, what that setback has been, what that belief has been. By faith, would you make that step? And it's probably really hard because you might have made this step a hundred times. Guess what? Another step of faith, why not? I wanna give some space. By faith, I am leaving my past. And would you come and pin it on one of these strings and next Sunday night we're going to gather and we're going to pray together and we're going to believe that this faith-filled step that we made today begins to build a miracle of that addiction, that mindset, that setback being broken off your life. The second thing I want to give us space to do is that Rahab took the step of faith to save her family. Took the step of faith to save the people that were closest to her. And today I would like us to take a step of faith because I think we all have people in our lives, sons, daughters, moms, dads, friends who are like family that don't know Jesus. And it's fine to believe for a miracle. And that's great. And we believe that living in freedom is overcoming those addictions and and moving past our past and leaving what is in the, the past behind and moving forward. But I don't want to go into eternity without my loved ones knowing Jesus. That's the greatest miracle that can ever take place. So this is, this might take a while because we don't have a lot of space. But I'd like for you to think about, take a moment and think about who in your life that you're close enough to that needs Jesus, that our family or feels like family, and by faith, you would take a marker, you'd come up to this by faith board, and you'd write a name. And could we fill this board with as many names as we know that need Jesus? And next Sunday night, we're going to pray over the names. 
And we're gonna believe that our faith step today will lead to a miracle tomorrow. So as Leo just plays in the background, I wanna pray. And maybe you're even here today and, and you know that if your mom or your dad or your brother or sister were in this place, they'd put your name on this board. Today could be your day to receive the miracle of Jesus into your life. Before we do our two action items, I'd like to give those individuals that opportunity. So if you could bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment. If you're here today and you've never accepted or you've rejected the miracle of Jesus giving you eternal life, and today you would like to make that faith journey, that faith step. Life doesn't have to be perfect. You might have a lot of stuff in your past. The Israelites went into the house of a prostitute named Rahab. Today, Jesus wants to come into your heart, no matter what yesterday looked like, no matter what this morning looked like, no matter what 20 minutes ago looked like. You don't need to clean your life up before coming to Jesus. So if you're here today, you've never given your life to Christ before, and you would like to in this moment, by faith, you would take a step. Would by faith, would you raise your hand as I count to three? One, two, three. Just give that a moment. Thank you. Father, for those individuals who are making a decision to give their lives to you, I just pray right now that they would receive that miracle, the miracle of your salvation in their hearts, in their lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to release you guys to, to come and write, write on a card or to write a name. And uh, Precious is just going to come in and, and sing the song, I Speak Jesus. And I know the kids' the kids uh, team is probably itching to get out. So this is just how I want to close it. You don't need to make this a hyper-spiritual, music-led moment. Jesus sees our heart. We've postponed our worship and prayer night until next next Sunday due to uh, lots of sickness in people's lives that were, were a part of that night. And uh, we just want to be fully present and make sure we're doing this stuff uh, with a clear head. But as you fill out a card or write a name down, I just dismiss you to go grab a coffee. Have an amazing day. Go see Brian at the table. Um, he has some free resources there. He could ask you any question. Discovery Church, we love you. Um, thank, thankful for you. Have an amazing day.